If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans 8 and 14. Again, that's Romans 8 and 14. And it says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Again, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these people, those who are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now let's go to Proverbs three and six. Proverbs three and six says in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. The scripture says in all your of your ways, if you notice, it didn't say some of your ways or just what you think is important. The big things in life. No, the word of God says in all of your ways, you know, sometimes as dear uh, children of God, we have this mindset that, you know, uh, God doesn't care about that or that. No, no, no. To the degree in which you are willing to ask the Lord Jesus Christ by faith, a question about something, should you do this or that? He will always answer you. He will always give you an answer. It doesn't matter how small it is. If you're willing to ask him in faith, he will always give you an answer. So if we look at these two verses of scripture, we see something quite interesting. We see that the Lord always wants to be involved with all of your affairs in life. The scripture says, for as many who are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. That means sometimes on your way, when you're going about doing your daily, whatever you do, uh, the Holy Spirit would tap you on your shoulder and say, hey, I need you to do this. Do this instead. Go here. Do that. And then at the same time, there's some times where, well, all the time you may say, uh, Lord, what, what do you want me to do about this situation? You're acknowledging him in all your ways. So once again, what's the whole point here? In every situation, the Lord wants to be involved with all of your affairs in life. Every last one of them. If you put, if you make sure that the Lord Jesus Christ is, are, is involved with all of your fa- affairs, I can tell you now, you'll have a great success rate. And if you're asking in faith and you're willing to obey when he gives you the instructions, you will look, you will come out on top in life. Now I want to go to a definition. Let's look at this definition of the word principle, principle, principle. You know, we all should, we should be men and women of principle, but exactly what is the definition of principle? There are several definitions. One is a general or fundamental truth. Another definition, a governing law of conduct. Then the third definition, an underlying or basic quality that motivates behavior or other activities. Again, the first passage, it is a fundamental truth. Once again, we all should be men and women of principles. They gu- they guide our day. It's, and let me say this, a principle is just a good foundation, something how you should act, things that you do. Like for instance, uh, you go to school and the school should teach you certain type of principles as it relates to how to function. It's your first opportunity outside of the home to have the responsibility of doing what you're told to do. Do your homework. It doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. Do your homework. You attend school. It doesn't matter if it's rain, sleet or snow. If it's if it's if the school is open. 
there's a great principle that you're learning to go to school anyway, even if once again, you don't feel like it. At home, you learn principles. And when you learn these principles, coupled with what you learn at church as well as in school, you should be the goal is for you to become a productive citizen in society. There are basic principles such as, you know, it's a good principle to go to work on time. It's a good principle to pay your bills on time. There are good. It's a good principle to uh, when your boss tells you to do something, you need to do follow the instruction. Those are all great principles. But although principles are important and the Lord wants us to be people of principles, if you will. But if you notice, the scripture says for many as many who are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you notice, it doesn't say those for as many as who are led by principles are the sons of God. Now, where am I going? Principles, once again, is they are good guides. It's something that you should do, but it never should uh become more impactful than the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always lead you and guide you in every direction. When you come to a fork in the road, when you don't know what to do, you can always ask the Spirit of the Lord, Lord, what do I need to do about this situation? Which way should I go? You're acknowledging him in all of your ways. Now, Once again, it's a very good thing to be a person of principle. When you're a person of principle, people look at you. We we can say it this way. You are a person of character. And sometimes they can get you out of some trouble. What do you mean, brother pastor? There are times where you may be in the middle of something, but because people know your character or you're a person that operates by principles, even though uh, the definition of principle, it says um, a governing law of conduct because you know how to conduct yourself. They'll say, oh, we know that person didn't do it. We, we know that person didn't do it because that's not that person's character. What's happening? Because you operate with certain principles. You, you allow a certain uh, governing law about yourself to, to permit you to con- conduct yourself a certain way. It's a very good thing to be a person of principle. Now, one of the things about being a person of principle, many times it also means people can pretty much predict what you'll do and what you what you won't do. I'll give you some example, biblical examples. Let's look at Jesus. How many times did the scribes and Pharisees, they would observe Jesus. They would put him in a situation Uh, particularly on the Sabbath to see if he would heal the person. And you know what? Jesus did not disappoint them, did he? When they put him in situations, he did. He did not back down. Why? Because that was his custom. That was that was his conduct. If a person was there and he saw that that person needed help as relates to healing and he knew that person was willing, he was led by the spirit of God. He did it every time. And you know what? It made the scribes and Pharisees, they were greatly displeased by that action because it went against their law. You see, when you're a person, once again, of, of principle, you, of character, 
People pretty much know what you're going to do. Once again, how many times did the scribes and Pharisees, they put Jesus in a situation, if you will, to see if he would heal the person. How many of y'all understand that healing is a good thing? Healing is the children's bread. Healing is in order. It's in order. Now, I, I stated this point before. Sometimes people will because they know what you'll do in a situation and it's nothing. This is from the wicked one all the way. You see the wicked one, because he knows what you'll do. He will, he will use people to put you into a trap, to place you into a trap. One example I'm thinking about, uh, should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? They were trying to place Jesus in a hard place. But because Jesus had the Holy Spirit, he was led by the Spirit how to answer the scribes and Pharisees. I think it's quite interesting. We see this happen again in the situation with a woman who was caught in adultery. They took a woman out of the very act of adultery and They place her before, and I'm being very gentle, kind, when I say they place her before Jesus. And they said, Jesus, the law says that she should be stoned. What do you think we should do, Jesus? Well, there are some situations the enemy knows that you can't, listen, you have to give an answer right then and there. And so the word of God says that Jesus stooped down, began to play in the sand, in the dirt. What was he doing? He was asking the father. He was acknowledging uh, the father and he was waiting on an answer. He knew that the father would direct his path. He knew that the father would direct his path. And when he received the answer from the father, he told them, he said, listen, those who are without sin cast the first stone. The word of God says slowly, but surely, They all began to cast their stones down and walk away. Soon, Jesus asked the woman, where are your accusers? She said, Jesus, there's none. And Jesus said, neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. Now, we're talking about principles, but we're also talking about being led by the spirit of God. The spirit of God always overrides any principle that you may have. There are some situations where your principle, look, that won't be the right answer. You have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to digress for a moment. We're at this story about the woman caught in the act of adultery. There are a lot of social and sometimes political activists. They will use this this story in the Bible. For their own uh, to make their point. And they'll say things such as Jesus liberated the woman. And you all know what? They are absolutely right. Jesus did liberate. He liberated that young lady because it was wrong. Where was the man? And so they are right. And they'll tell the story. And but it's amazing. They'll stop at the point where Jesus said, neither do I accuse you. If you notice, they stop there, but they never go on to the point where it says go and sin no more.
But then they'll use those same points to say a woman has uh, uh, a right to do this with their body and this, this, this. But you notice once again, they never go into the point. They never talk about the point when Jesus told that same woman, go and sin no more. Jesus will deliver you from any situation. But after you're delivered, the scripture says, go and sin no more. Don't go back into that same sin. Don't go back and doing the same thing. Go and sin no more. Now, let's dig a little deeper with this. We understand that those who oppose Jesus, the only reason why they brought this woman out, it was to try to trap him. If Jesus would have stoned the young lady, then you know what? The people who was watching, they would have been, you know, he would have lost the crowd. But if he would have let the woman go, who had been guilty of breaking the law. So once again, Jesus went to the father. He acknowledged the father. God, the father gave him an answer. Once again, we have to be the same way. This brings me to my next point. The woman, was she guilty? Was she guilty? The woman was caught in adultery. If we just single out and looked at the woman's situation, was she guilty? Was she guilty of the sin accused? We would have to say yes. I can say it this way. Let's exclude, you know, them. We know the reason why they brought the woman to Jesus. But let's say this was a situation. Jesus wasn't there by right. According to the law, would they have been justified by stoning the woman? The law says so. And the answer is. Yes, they would have been right. It would have been fair according to. The law. But one thing I love about God, he's a God of justice. He is a God of justice. Once again, I'm going to digress just a little bit from 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 uh, my, my point. But but I, I this needs to be said. He's a God of justice. See, it, in one hand, it would have been fair to stone the woman because based on her actions solely, she knew she was in the wrong before she did it. She knew she was in the act. She knew she was wrong. And she also knew the penalty. If you isolate the situation, she's in the wrong. It would have been fair for her to be stoned. But once again, God is a God of justice. When he, he'll look at the totality of the situation. Okay. In its totality, if we look at the complete picture, where was the man? You see, once again, God is a God of justice because the man was not condemned. The man wasn't even brought to trial. Case dismissed. That's the justice of God. God was not interested in punishing that man. I'm sorry, the woman without punishing the man for the law. In other words, let me say, say it this way for the law to be carried out. For the woman and not the man. Because he's a God of justice. It's not righteous for that to happen. Although the woman in and of herself, she was wrong. Let me give you another example of this. I know um, probably a little bit uh, a little while back 
we had a situation in the district where, uh, long story short, the, the teachers or nor administrators, we did not have the capability to contact parents, the students' parents. And so some students took advantage because some of the students caught wind. They knew about it. So they began to do things they wouldn't normally do. Some of them began to skip. Why? Because they knew that no one could contact their parents. I knew because of the situation, I knew I was, wasn't going to fail any student. Why is that? Because I didn't have the opportunity to notify the parents. They didn't have the, I didn't have the opportunity to give the, the student an interim report. I did not have the opportunity to bring the the to get the parents involved. And so if we look at the situation, if you look at that student, that student willfully, those students willfully skipped. They did not come to class, some of them. So if we want to look at fairness, we could have looked at that as an isolated situation. Now, these people that that would normally do right, they didn't do right. And they failed. If you compare them to the rest of the class with the rest of the class. Now, a lot of the cl- the other people, most of the majority, they did what was right. And if I would if I would say now, if to be fair about this, they need to fail because they made wrong choices. You know what? There would have been fairness there. But I already made up in my mind. Let me say this. Even before the district gave us any type of direction, I was not going to fail a student. Why? Because of justice. God is a God of justice. I know how God is. God looks at the totality of the situation. Yes. Now, let me say something. It doesn't mean that the the students that skipped, it didn't mean it. It doesn't mean that they were wrong. I'm sorry. It didn't mean that they were right. It, It didn't justify them for what they did. They were clearly in the wrong. However, because the system was not fair. It wasn't right to serve justice. Mean that all those students should receive a passing grade because God is a God of justice. And when justice is served many times, you know what is served when you were in the wrong. No, no, you weren't in the wrong by mistake. You knew you were in the wrong. You knew before you did the act, you knew everything you were in the wrong. You know, I'm reminded of, of, of this one time. It was this this uh, young lady attending the church and um, where I attended at one time. And I never forget this was a pleading mother. She asked the pastor to uh, pray about a situation. Her son was in the military and her son was being court martialed. Her son was being court martialed and she was crying. She was pleading with the pastor. Listen. We got to listen, pray about this situation. Now, the pastor was in the military at, at one time and they he prayed the prayer of faith. And I never get he told me, he said, you know, he said, Sam, you know, I'm praying that God deliver that situ- that young man out that situation. But he said, I tell you something about the government. The government does not waste time when the government goes after you. You are already guilty. You are already guilty. They already know that you're guilty. They're not going to waste time. And so he said it would be an act of God for them to turn that situation around. But y'all know what? That's exactly what happened. Somehow that situation got turned around. He was honorably discharged 
and every with all of his rights and all of his benefits. But the point is this, you all. God got involved with that situation, although the young man may have been guilty. God is a God of justice. Now, if you notice now, now listen, we got to balance this thing. I'm not saying you can do all everything willy nilly and expect God to bail you out. Because if you notice, Jesus said, told the woman, go and sin no more. But if you notice, no one is arguing the point. The woman didn't sin. She sinned. She was wrong once again. In the situation I've told you about the students, the students that skipped, they knew they were, they knew what they were doing. They were wrong. But when justice is applied, it doesn't matter. Listen, the Lord, although you're in the wrong, the Lord will still deliver you. Now, why am I saying this? There are some people under the sound of my voice. God has you listen to this message for a reason. Yes, your son, your daughter, they were in the wrong. Yes, they were wrong and totally wrong. Plead the mercies of God. Ask the Lord to deliver them. It doesn't matter if they was wrong. Ask the Lord for mercy. Ask God to deliver them. Now, why am I telling you this? Because Satan is a master of beating you up. And the only thing he'll show you is a picture of your son and daughter. They're wrong. A picture of yourself. You are wrong. You deserve this. You made your, your bed hard. You have to lay in it. And, and he'll present that picture and he'll bombard your mind over and over again. You're guilty. You're guilty. You're guilty. But isn't it interesting how he doesn't show you that he's one who tempted you to do it in the first place? God is a God of justice. Even when you are wrong, the scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even while we were yet sinners, we didn't deserve it. Sometimes you can be in some legal issues, some legal matters, or you're facing the court. I'm telling you, listen, the, see, now the Lord knows all, but all I'm telling you, based on this story, this woman was brought to trial and she was facing the death penalty. According to the law, she should have been stoned because God is a God of justice. God said, no, 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 no. And I'm just paraphrasing. Where's the man at this situation in this point? Because the man, once again, wasn't there. Justice was rendered. Once again, I don't care what you're facing. You could have been dead wrong. Just wrong. I would plead the mercies of God. I would plead for the mercies of God. Why? Because he's a God of justice. You know, sometimes like in this situation, the law is law and the law is just. The law, this, this example with the woman with the, with the, with the, um, that was caught in the act of adultery is a great example of what you see in everyday life. What do you mean, brother pastor? The law is right, but it's the administration of the laws that comes into question. You see, the law was right, but because the people did not administer the law right. In other words, the law is the law, but if they properly administer the law, then that man should have been present. And that's what happens in today's time. Many times the law is not administered properly. And so for whatever reasons, if you have enough money or, or other various reasons, if, if, if according to those situations, you know what? You may walk away scot-free while the other person is sentenced to a life in prison. 
The Lord sees all. He's a God of justice. So let me tell you something. You could have done something wrong and you may be facing prison time. I'm not, I'm not debating whether you are wrong or not, but, but the point is I know God is a God of justice. Jesus said, go and sin no more. See, the Lord knows your heart. He knows if he gets you out of this situation, will you return back to him fully and never do it again? Or will you do it again? Plead for the mercies of God. Sometimes, once again, the law can be right, but it's not administered properly. It's not administered properly. Let me give you another point. Sometimes the laws are not just. What do you mean, brother pastor? Let me great, great. Let me give you a great example. To be caught with marijuana and to be caught with meth. There's although both of them, both of them are drugs. One is even more dangerous than the other, but they're not treated equally. Those laws are unjust. They are unjust. I'm going to say it again. I would plead for the mercies of God, plead for the mercies of God and go and sin no more. Listen, Jesus was not excusing. Listen, Jesus was not giving the person, the woman in adultery, a pass to sin again. No. Plead for the mercies of God. Plead for his mercies, not because you're good, because he is good. Not because all this, no, because he is good and he's merciful and go in sin no more. Why? Because we serve a merciful God. We serve a good God. We serve a God of justice. We serve a God of justice. Plead for the mercies of God. Plead for the mercies of God. The Lord sees all. Now, once again, we're not justifying wrongdoing. You shouldn't use drugs at all. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service. We're not justifying drug use at all. It's illegal. Go and sin no more. Plead the mercies of God. This is such a great example. This woman should have received the death penalty. But because the laws were not administered properly, because Jesus is a good, he's a good God. He, God is a good God. Not once again on the basis of whether you was right or wrong. No, no, you were clearly in the wrong. But because he's good, I would plead the mercies of God. And I would have a sincere talk with the Lord. God will get you out of situations. He can get you out of it. But go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. God is a God of justice. Now, I know I kind of went way off track, but let's get back to the lesson. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will lead you to do something that goes against your principles. It's uncomfortable. You know, sometimes we can raise our principles. We can esteem our principles higher than the word of God and not the word of God, but the leading of the spirit of God, which is the word of God, that rhema word of God. And when that happens many times, y'all know what we want to follow the principles because you know what? The principles are not as risky. 
Sometimes, you know what? We will use our principles to hide our fears. It's not that we're men or women of principles. We're afraid through experience not to follow certain principles. And sometimes those principles come crosswise, crossways, if you will, with a rhema word from God. God, listen, the Lord will tell you to do something else. He'll tell you to do something else. Now, <clears throat> let me give you an example in the word of God. This can be found in John chapter 11. The word of God says, Lazarus, Mary and Martha. Lazarus was sick. So Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus and said, listen, the person whom you love is sick. In fact, the word of God says that Jesus loved Mary, Martha and Lazarus. Now, when Jesus heard the message, now his custom would have been to either follow them or send a word through the messenger and say, tell him that Lazarus is healed. That would have been the custom. But no, the spirit of God led him to do something else. The word of God says he remained in that place for two days. Now, let me let me say this. He didn't do this because of fear. He was just simply being led by the spirit of God. The word of God says, once again, he remained in that place for two days. Then being led by the spirit of God, Jesus told his disciples, let's go to Judea. Now, the disciples begin to look at him, and say, now, what do you mean, Judea? Jesus, you know, they they just tried to stone you there a few days ago. They, they tried to stone you. But Jesus replied, he said, listen, there's 12 hours uh, in a day. And if you would go during the daytime, you will not stumble. But for you to go at nighttime. You'll stumble. What was Jesus saying? When you're led by the spirit of God, you're walking in the light. When you walk in the light that you know, when in other words, when you're led by the spirit of God, you won't stumble, although you're going into a hostile territory. Isn't it interesting how the Holy Spirit will sometimes tell you to do some things that goes crosswise with your flesh? Now, we know Jesus was bold. He wasn't worried about it, but his disciples definitely was. For Jesus to make this move, for Jesus to go back to Judea, the place where they stoned him, they were thinking about themselves. They're thinking, now listen, they just tried to stone you. Listen, they may try to stone us now. It's not wise. It's not a good principle to go to a place where they just tried to stone you. They just tried to take your life. In fact, Thomas said this, come, let us follow him. Let us die with him. <laughs> Sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you to do something that goes crosswise with principle. It's not wise to go in the presence of someone who's angry with you. But that's the very place. Jesus told him, listen, it's 12 hours in a day. If you go, you won't stumble. In other words, it doesn't matter what has happened. If the Holy Spirit is leading you to do this, that's exactly what you need to do. You will be more protected in a hostile environment than staying in the comfort of your own home. Why? Because where the spirit leads, where where he guides, he provides. And at this point, he was going. God was going to provide protection for Jesus and his disciples. It's obvious from the story that they had to spend some time there in Judea. They spent time there in Judea, that hostile place. Once again, 
the spirit of God will lead you sometime into some hostile places. Let me give an example of this. Let's say on your job. Let's say that these group of people, they tried to get you fired. Now, it was nothing that you did wrong, but these people, they have it out for you. They don't like you. You are a Christian and they do not like you. They say things such as, oh, you think you better than anyone else. So last week they tried to fire you. But this week, the Holy Spirit is telling you to go eat lunch with them. How many of y'all understand that that's uncomfortable? That's crosswise with your principles. Furthermore, let's say the Holy Spirit says, okay, this next project, I want you to do that project with them. Remember this. When you are led by the spirit of God, those are the sons of God. You are more. Listen, you are more protected in obeying the Holy Spirit, eating lunch with them or listen, doing that next project with them. You are more protected right there in right there amongst them in that hostile environment than you are in your own office or with your with your with your friends. Be led by the spirit of God. But sometimes it comes crosswise with principle. Once again, you even you listen, the scripture talks about follow peace with all men. Listen, you know that someone who's angry with you in the natural is it, not good. So we can say this. Sometimes your principles collaborate with your flesh. <laughs> It'll collaborate. It collaborates with your your. There's a collaboration between sometimes principles in your flesh and your will. But when we're led by the spirit of God and we endeavor to obey the spirit of God, that's where your protection, where he guides, he will always provide. Now. We know in the story that afterwards, after Jesus and his disciples spent time in Judea, the word of God says he went to Bethany. By that time, the word of God says not only had Lazarus died, but he was dead four days. He was in the tomb for four days. And we know that the glory of God was revealed there. The Lord always knows what he's doing. The Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. You know, many times when the Holy Spirit tells us to do certain things that's crosswise with principles or crosswise with our common sense or crosswise with our flesh. It doesn't it doesn't feel good. It's amazing. The enemy will fight you tooth and nail. He listen. He will show you your demise if you do that. He will show you your demise. Let me give you an example of this. There are certain principles. There are good principles. But you follow principles unless the Holy Spirit says otherwise. Now, once again, let me give you an example of this. Uh, I remember a little while ago. Uh, I was uh, about to pay some church bills. And the Holy Spirit told me, he said, I do not want you to pay these bills. I said, what God? I said, Lord, you know, I'm trying to be a good steward and you know this church, blah, blah, blah. And Lord said, no, I don't want you to pay the bill. Leave, leave it alone. Do not pay these bills. I said, okay, Lord. Well, the next week, I saw a strange withdrawal. There was a withdrawal from this company for $4,154 and some change. 
Again, you heard me right. $4,154 and some change. I looked and I said, Lord, what is this? The Lord, listen, I was led by the spirit of God not to pay certain bills. Now, this is during a lean time in our ministry. It was a particular bill, you all, that was 75 times the amount that it normally was. 75 times the amount. Can you imagine your monthly bill of something that all of a sudden this month is 75 times that amount? But because I was led by the spirit of God, God was able to get involved with that situation. You all, once again, it didn't feel comfortable to my for my to my flesh for me not to pay those bills. Now, was it was it God didn't want me to pay the bills? No, the Lord saw what was coming. Those who are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But sometimes, once again, the Lord, listen, we will tell you something to do this crosswise with your flesh and your experience. It's a good principle to pay your bills, isn't it? It's a good principle to pay your bills on time, but not when the Holy Spirit says otherwise, because the Lord knows what's up the road. We're talking about being led by the spirit of God versus principles. Once again, it's a good principle. You should follow principles. Oh, but the exception is when the Holy Spirit says differently. When the Holy Spirit says differently. Once again, the scripture says those who are led by the spirit of God, not principles. Principles are very good. He says they are the sons of God. Those who are led by the spirit of God, they're the sons of God, not the ones who are led by principles. Once again, the enemy knows how to set traps for you on the path of you following your principles. That was a trap that I didn't even know was coming. I didn't even see it coming. But the Lord got involved with that situation and turned that whole situation around. Once again, you cannot be afraid. Never be afraid. Listen, sometimes it's tough on your flesh. You know, the enemy will, will show you you're not a good steward. You're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. And, and, and he'll show you all these different things. Isn't it interesting how the, the enemy gets concerned about your well-being when it comes to you obeying the Holy Spirit? He'll throw those principles in your face. You know, you need to be a person of principles. Now, how's it going to look? How, how's it going to look about this? You got to shut the enemy down and be led by the spirit of God. Now, let me give you another example. I remember one time we got a new principal. And I was a chair and this new principal, he was just hired and he was hired during the summertime and he wanted to meet with all the chairs of the school. And uh, he wanted to meet. Uh, it was a two. It was a two day workshop uh, in a, another neighboring city. And so, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to go. And, and I asked the Lord about it and the Lord said, uh, I don't want you to go to that. I said, Lord, now, you know, this is a new the uh, new administrator. He doesn't know me. You know, it's probably not good to say no. And he doesn't know who you are. You know, Lord, that's not my character. God, the Lord said, don't go. 
Do not go. Now, y'all, look, I asked the Lord and he gave me an answer. But y'all know what? It went crosswise with my flesh. It went cross. Listen, that's not a good principle. So. What did the Lord do? Him and I talk as you know, we, we fellowship with, with one another. So the Lord said, listen, is this mandatory? I said, well, God is not mandatory, but you might as well say it is mandatory because when they expect you to do certain things, you know, you should do it. You're going to have problems. The Lord said, don't go. You'll be fine. So y'all know what? I didn't go. Without going too far into it, there are some traps set up for me. Some major traps set up my way. Had I gone, I would have fallen into those traps. They were some major traps. The Lord always knows what he is doing. Many times, listen, when the Lord leads you and guides you, if you notice, he's protecting you. He's protecting me. The, the example given about the money, about the paying the bills. What was the Lord doing? Protecting me. Protecting me. What was God doing about the, the job situation? He was protecting me. Those who are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, in both situations, my principles said otherwise. It's a good principle to do what your boss tell you to do. It's a good principle to pay your bills on time. But these are two situations. Now, now let me say this once again. The enemy is a master. He will show you, uh, you know what? You're going to be a person. You'll never pay your bills on time. He'll show you those extreme, those extreme situations. Now, how are people going to look at you? You're a person that never pay your bills. You're a person that never listened to authority. Isn't it interesting how he can take one little thing and magnify it? Now, we're talking about an isolated situation. We're not talking about a way of life. The Holy Spirit just simply said, don't pay the bill. And simply, listen, I know what they, what, what they ask you to do, but don't do it. Don't go. We're talking about an isolated incident, not a lifestyle. But the enemy will try to paint that picture to your mind as if, as if this is going to be a lifestyle. Why? Because he wants you to, he's planted traps along the way so for, you, the, for the intent and purpose for you to fall into those traps. He gets agitated when you listen to the spirit of God because he knows the spirit of God will cause you to avoid those pitfalls. That he has trapped for you, set up for you. You'll avoid the entrapment. You all always remember it is far better to be led by the spirit of God than to follow your principles. Are we saying to get do away with principles? No, no. You need principles are good, but you never follow a principle in lieu of the, being led by the spirit of God. Never be led by the spirit of God. They are the sons of God. When you acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, he'll direct your path. He will direct your path every time. So once again, what am I telling you? Be led by the spirit of God in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Sometimes he'll surprise you. He will surprise you. Once again, just ask the Lord. You may be surprised at times. And but, you know, when you endeavor to do what God is calling you to do, what God is telling you to do, being led by the spirit of God, you will always come out on top. Amen. 
give God a hand clap of praise.